0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lens Talk podcast. I'm your host, Austin.
1: And I'm Brooke.
0: And today's topic, we will be diving into three obstacles that every photographer will face. And make sure you guys stay tuned so that you can also hear how you can overcome these obstacles. So let's jump right into obstacle number one, which is rejection. Rejection. And what we mean by rejection is sometimes clients inquire on our websites or maybe they DM us on Instagram, and then there's no real follow through with booking. Um, You can also face rejection when it comes to planning a style shoot, and maybe there's a venue or some other vendor, a makeup artist or hairstylist that you want to work with that's just Mm -hmm. not interested in working with you. So those are things that it doesn't really matter who you are we're all going to face rejection at one point or another throughout our photography careers so brooke what are your thoughts on that have you ever experienced rejection
1: (laughs) yes um so let's see here i think the biggest area of rejection that I've experienced um is when it comes to working with local vendors that I wanted to collaborate with on a styled shoot that I wanted to put together um to either, you know, just build my portfolio or even just to like have a fun shoot. Um, I remember probably emailing about four or five different like local bridal shops when I was trying to put together a bridal style shoot. And none of them even responded back to me. And these are um, companies that are, you know, sm- small businesses here that I have seen work with a ton of other photographers all here in the Columbus area. Um, and yes, those other photographers are way more established and have a bigger following. And so I, I so I even had one company say that they only work with um, vendors that are more established and that have a bigger following. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it's more worth it, like, for them. So like here out and I have maybe five or 600 followers, you know, at the time and, in their eyes collaborating on a style shoot is not going to be beneficial to them, Right. which, you know, I do understand, but then it also kind of goes into, well, how do I ever, you know, work myself up to be able to get the kind of clients I want when I can't work with these vendors right now, unless I pay a ton of money, which we'll get into that other obstacle of <laughs> money, but, um, So, yeah, I would think that's the biggest area that has really affected me is when it comes to kind of trying to network with the other people.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of similar to, you know, not even just in the photography industry, but I guess just in your work life in general, it's Mm -hmm. always been an issue. Like, you only want to hire somebody with experience, and I'm fresh out of school. How am I supposed to get the experience if nobody will hire me?
1: Exactly. So...
0: I've definitely had that happen, too. Um, I wanted to plan a style shoot about a year ago, and my vision was for it to be on a rooftop. And Mm -hmm. so I emailed three different rooftop venues that Mm -hmm. are in Charlotte that I thought were dope, and they all were not interested. All three of them were like, no, it doesn't really fit our brand, is what I was told. And so I kind of had to go back to the drawing board and I still found a nice location. And then there was just setbacks with planning and then COVID happened and that messed everything up even more. So that's still kind of, I guess, on the back burner. But um, I definitely have faced rejection too, and I'm sure I will again. I, I hate when I get emails from clients and get so excited that somebody filled out my contact form on the website yeah and then nothing gets booked
1: <laughs> right exactly i know so okay so let's talk about how we can overcome this or so has there been anything for you that has helped you in other areas like to be able to kind of work around those setbacks or obstacles you face
0: yeah so i think um you know the first thing that i try to do when it comes to being rejected is to just acknowledge being disappointed and Mm -hmm. accepting the fact that it's okay for me to be you know kind of in my feelings that I don't fit with this company's brand or whatever their reasoning is behind not wanting to work with me just acknowledging that and accepting the fact that it's okay and it's natural for me to feel some type of way but you know you got to just kind of keep moving forward
1: yeah and i think too especially when people are just starting off or even if you aren't even if you are not just starting off but sometimes when people have an idea in their head, you know, we get so excited and we have it all completely mapped out in our head and we see the vision and we see how it's going to be. And we know the exact type of pictures and the exact type of models that it's going to work perfectly. So like we can see all that, but sometimes when you reach out to other people, they don't always see that offhand, especially if you don't have anything like, you know, like a hard copy or something like on your portfolio already to show them. You know, they're just... they're just not going to get it. But, you know, um, doesn't mean that we can't just keep trying and just eventually, you know, maybe in another six months after you have um, built up your portfolio in other areas, they can maybe see a little bit more of your personality style and will want to work out or will want to work with you. And that's for vendors and even other clients too. I mean, I know there's personally like just people that I know that you know a a few years ago um you know would always like say things oh yeah it looks like your photography is getting better or oh yeah it looks like it you know you're really you know stepping it up and you know so it's like they would say little comments like okay so that means at one point you thought I sucked (laughs) (laughs)
0: right
1: um you know and now those people are reaching out to me and are so you know sometimes it just takes people a little longer to to get onto your, your, uh, level of understanding for <laughs> how good, you know, you can be.
0: Yeah. And one, one saying that comes to mind is when one door closes, another one opens. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've thought about and like going back to the style shoot that I was trying to place. And so I went to research other venues and I ended up finding a brewery in Charlotte. Oh yeah. That had some event space where they actually did weddings in this event space and it was really beautiful it's called the barrel room so the walls were just full of those like beer barrels and uh you know there was a bar and nice tables and everything so that was the venue that i had selected which like i said we had to cancel due to covid but Mm -hmm. it ended up working out better because in charlotte breweries are a lot more popular and so It kind of ended up working out to where it was like, well, this is better than what I was originally thinking, anyway. So I'm kind of glad that those other venues rejected me and I moved on to this because this will just be a better look.
1: Yeah, definitely. It it will always lead to something better. Like, you just you know can't get too caught up in the rejection part of it. So
0: yeah, and eventually you'll get to the point where you're just so happy with. The clients that just truly want to work with you, and yeah. vendors that you're able to network with and connect with that are mm-hmm. willing to work with you, regardless of how big or how small your portfolio is, or how many followers you have on Instagram.
1: Exactly, exactly. Oh, and one other little tip too is um, if you know you as I, I know I speak a lot on the bridal side to it for the styled shoot that I was trying to put together um, and still try to put together all the time. But um, if you can't work or fill some of those bigger, more well-established companies are not willing to work with you, search Instagram hashtags and find other small, small businesses that maybe are just starting up too. Um, and then reach out to them, say, hey, we're both new. Let's work together. And you know, you know, so you can still get what you need. And right. um, And so that's another way to just kind of work or get what you want done. um, But just finding other people that are maybe more on your level. You know, there's nothing wrong with admitting that at all. So,
0: yeah. So, Brooke, what's obstacle number two?
1: Okay, obstacle number two is money. And when I tell you I could write a uh, 400 chapter book on this, (laughs) So when it comes to money, that affects photographers in so many different ways. Um, Not only is equipment expensive, but um, when you're trying to build your portfolio, like we were just talking about, that can be expensive, having to put together your own styled shoots. Um, It could be expensive to take different workshops and classes, just like with any kind of continuing education. And then with money, um, it could also even be about, you know, how much should I charge? So like money is just a conversation that literally hits every single aspect of a photographer's existence. (laughs) Um, I think one of my biggest things is um, owning, not owning, but well, yeah, owning my pricing. That's probably one of my biggest things. Um, I have had people to my face tell me that I'm charging too much, or they even just said, Um, you know, quite frankly, this is just out of our budget. And I was thinking like, okay, uh, well, sir, I don't think you quite understand how much goes into this. Right. Um, But what are some of the obstacles you face with money?
0: So definitely owning my pricing has been a big one for me. I feel like I revisit my pricing all the time. And i struggle a lot with just being confident in what I charge and charging what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard to to raise your prices. Mm-hmm. When you first start out, you feel like, well, I can't charge that much because I'm just starting out. Yeah. And then once you get to a certain point, it's kind of difficult when people are aware of what your prices are and then you raise them. And they're like, what? I don't remember it costing that much. Or I thought you did, mm-hmm. you know, you did it for this person for this much money or whatever yeah so that's been a a challenge for me and then also like um kind of in line with that just like you were saying with the cost of our equipment there's Mm -hmm. also just like monthly overhead my website having a website is extremely important to me and marketing is not usually Mm -hmm. free I mean there is types of free marketing that we'll discuss but if you ever want to do promotions on Instagram or Facebook there's costs associated with that and you know it all goes back to your pricing cuz you want to make sure that you're getting a return on your investment
1: yeah no definitely um i think another thing with pricing or with money is um you know i just recently put together i i like was seeing all these images on, on um, Pinterest of a type of shoot that I really wanted to replicate. I really wanted to do something very similar. And I was like, you know what, I'm just, if I want to do this, I'm just going to have to bite the cost on this one, but hopefully, you know, um, it will bring in other business because people will see what I can do and will then book me for that. Um, So, you know, one of the solutions with the money is just, you know, when you do book something or it might take you a little longer to save up in order to make that stuff happen. But the shoot I did just a couple weeks ago cost me a few hundred dollars. And I just had to like put the, I just had to put it together basically. Like yeah. Uh, I had to rent the dress and I had to rent the venue and I bought the bouquet and the bouquet, the flowers are still sitting on my desk because trust and believe I took those home afterwards. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where, yeah, you are going to have to invest your own money. And if you Say, oh, well, I don't have any. Believe me, we are all in a situation where we have a ton of bills and not the most, you know, amount of money coming in, but you can still make it work. I mean, I even went on um, Facebook to try to find um, someone to do the bouquet at first. And in Facebook Marketplace, someone was giving away all of her um, bridal bouquets from the past weekend. It was free. Just come pick it up, like porch pickup. Um, And she said, like, if this post is still active, it's still up. So I drove over there. Now, they were gone by the time I got there. But that, you know, just try avenues like that where you might be, someone could be throwing away flowers. Or just, you know, use those for the bouquet, you know, or, um, you know, it could be something where maybe you buy a dress that you really want on your credit card and then return it. Is that bad to say? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) There's ways around it, though. Like you can make it you can make it work.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely one for being frugal. I watch a ton of YouTube videos on like DIY stuff that you can buy from the thrift store or from mm-hmm. Dollar Tree yes. I and love
1: thrifting. get
0: some spray paint or mm-hmm. whatever to refresh it and make it look brand new or like something that you buy for several hundred dollars. Um, stalking Facebook Marketplace is definitely beneficial. That's definitely a good way to overcome that obstacle. Um, another thing that I personally have been working on, especially while I had all the free time when we were on quarantine was just working on my client experience and Mm -hmm. kind of like outlining that and getting that nailed down, developing workflows, just so that I can kind of justify in my own head why I charge the amount that I do, which I'm still honestly below what like the market is in Charlotte, yeah. that's something that you want to outline and you want to work on. If you're charging for your work, you want to make sure that you deliver quality work. And it's not just the pictures. It's also just how you handle your business outside of that.
1: Right. Right. I agree. And those things all um, cost money, but will make everything better in the end. We'll get our, our, our investment, you know, our return on. Investment will be there and the client will appreciate spending money with us because they feel like they're getting their money's worth too. Right. Okay. So, for our final um, obstacle that we wanted to talk about, it is competition. Um, competition between photographers sometimes the market can seem extremely saturated you go on instagram or you do a quick google search for your area and there are a million photographers there really really are and sometimes that has definitely gotten in my head a little bit you know what's going to make someone pick me over the next person or how am i going to stand out um you know being competitive with pricing being competitive with you know what you offer in your packages um and that uh, competitive, you know, mindset, it has led me to, like, doubt myself a lot, too. Yeah. You know, like, just think, like, man, I'm not as good as that person or, you know, that photographer or I'm not, a good, or, I'm not you know, traveling like how that photographer is and I'm not hosting workshops like that photographer is. So um, it can be a pretty negative, you know, thing in the photography industry.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems oversaturated but it doesn't mean that you can't become a photographer and it doesn't mean that you can't become successful even in a Mm -hmm. highly saturated market Mm -hmm. um one of the biggest ways i think to overcome that is to understand who your customers are who your Mm -hmm. clientele is who is your market that you're specifically targeting and trying to reach and that kind of falls in line with finding your niche like are you primarily shooting weddings are you doing portraits are you doing senior portraits if you can Mm -hmm. find something that you're really good at or that you really enjoy doing and highlight that that Mm -hmm. is a way to set yourself apart from the overly saturated market
1: Yeah. And that's one thing I'm starting to realize when I was first doing photography, I was kind of excited of any gig that really came my way, whether it was, oh, can you shoot this baby shower or um, a newborn photography or senior pictures or, you know, whatever the case is. And, And ideally, like long term for me. Those aren't things I see myself doing long term, but, you know, I would do them because A, they're offering to pay right? and B, it is still at the end of the day a portfolio builder. Um, but I had to realize that in order for me to stand up or, you know, stand out among these other people, like you were saying, like knowing the kind of clients I want to attract, though, that's the work I need to be putting out. Um, you know, I had a couple of shoots recently that were family sessions. Um, there are people that I know, and they went good. The pictures turned out beautiful, but I've been hesitant if I want to post any of them, because I don't know if I want to keep getting family, you know, session inquiries, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So, you know you have mentioned here, like making sure your social media and branding matches your message. And so that's something I've been trying to think about lately. Like, what is the message? What kind of clients do I want to attract? And I need to make sure I'm representing that the best way possible, especially
0: online. So there's definitely many more obstacles that photographers may face. These are three that we definitely felt like we all face at one point or another, or even just mm-hmm. constantly, like I said, throughout our career, we'll continuously face some of these obstacles. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to touch on those and how we can overcome them. And we thank you guys for tuning in to our second episode of Lens Talk. Hopefully Woo-hoo! we sound a little bit more natural than the first episode. I felt like I sounded like I was reading. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah, the first one was hilarious to get through. Honestly, but we're having fun with this. We, we really like doing this. So if there's anything that like you guys want us to talk about or to mention or to bring up any guests, you want us to have anything, just let us know. Um, Austin, let them know where they can reach us.
0: Yes. So you can email us at lens talk podcast at com. We are on Instagram at lens talk podcast. You can like us on Facebook if you search for lens talk podcast. So we're on all the social medias uh send us messages send us emails if you have topic ideas you can also go to our anchor website which is linked in our Instagram bio and leave us voice messages and you may be featured on a future episode if you do that
1: dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and For our next episode, which will be released next week, um, we are going to be talking about some practical self-care tips for after a long day of shooting. And we will have a special guest who is a really good friend of both me and Austin. Um, Her name is Camille. She is a licensed massage therapist. We've known her for 10, 15 years, Um, she is going to actually be on here and describe some different stretches and massages that we can do um, that will really help alleviate a lot of that pain after a long day of shooting.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening, and we will see you on the next Hashtag Lynn's Talk Tuesday.
1: Bye, guys.